Sweet. Sorry, bro. I have to sit really close to you. Yeah, to, no, to no, get... I'm all good to be close. No problem. Cool. All right. So, is that good? That's fine. Yeah. I know it looks a bit wonky, but that's just the cover. The actual thing is straight. Cool. So, let's begin. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode five of the Riz podcast today. I'm really humble, humbled to be sat here with someone like truly, truly that inspires me a lot. Uh, he's someone that I kind of got to know of back in 2017, October. Uh, so it's about been about two years since I've been following your journey. The person I'm talking about is this man here, which is Azam Jafri. And if you're watching this video, you probably know a lot about him anyway. Um, and we're going to get into a lot of detail about his journey, the projects that he's working on and kind of the vision for his future. But just to give you a bit of a overview, Azim is someone who started off uh, his entrepreneurial journey, as far as I'm aware, uh, in the property market. Yeah. And then you moved into uh, the food industry. And now you're looking uh, at kind of dominating the health and fitness and lifestyle industry as well. Yeah. So, so there's a lot um, that Azim has to offer. And I don't think we're going to be able to fit in everything within this next hour. So I just want to kind of get deep into everything and give as much value to people as possible um, within this time that we have. So first of all, thanks so much for taking the time out, Azam, to do this. I always feel uh, honoured and um, you know privileged to be invited to come and talk and, 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 and speak and meet with people from you know our community. So it's, 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 it's always a pleasure. Thank you. And so Azam, we see kind of on your social media... Um, what you're about, right? So you're very passionate about business entrepreneurship. And I don't think it's necessarily even about the money. It's more about the life and what you can create in this life and what that creation allows you to feel and be uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, and I think seeing where you are now uh, makes a lot of people, including myself, think, you know, how can we get there? You know, how do we get to that point? Sure. And I'm sure it's not something that you've always been like, I, you know, not everyone has a linear progression. So I want to get deep into kind of your background and history just to find out what makes you who you are sure. and the kind of the building blocks of Azam Jafri. Cool. So let's start at the top. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, a bit about yourself, your background, where you're from. Sure. And some of your kind of early childhood experiences that you feel have kind of inspired you to be the person that you are today? Sure. So um, I'm a Donny lad. I'm, uh, I'm born and, uh, and raised uh, in it for the first 12 years of my life in Doncaster. Um, so living in, in an area which was, you know, predominantly non-Muslim and, and, and growing up in that kind of environment um, was different to a lot of the people that I meet now uh, who've grown in quite dense you know, densely populated areas uh, with a lot of Muslim, Muslim brothers and sisters and, and people from their own ethnic backgrounds, etc. Um, so I was in uh, Doncaster till 12. Um, I had my grandparents used to live in Kenya. So my grandfather passed away and then when we were 12, I was 12, 92, we moved to Mombasa. So I spent three years in Mombasa, uh, phenomenal experience different culture, different people, different way of life, different way of thinking, different pace, etc. Um, and then came back. So, so, so you moved at quite a young age from the UK. Yeah. So you were born in the UK, yeah, yeah, born lived here your whole life, right, yeah. and then you got up to 12, 
and then you you changed your whole entire life yeah, yeah. and then moved to Africa. Absolutely. So what was that experience like for you as a 12 year old? Like how did that kind of, yeah, what were your reactions? You meet people um, who have a very different perspective on life. You get to engage with people that you learn to see things from, you know, um, you know, I was told by one of our scholars that um, in our in our faith, it's it's um, you you're, you're rewarded for travel, even if it's non-religious. So as long as it's not haram, <laughs> you know, you're rewarded. And the reason you see that as being beneficial when you look at everything from a logical perspective is that of course you go, you learn, you expand your horizons, you you learn things from new people, you see different ways of doing things. This all expands as a human being. Um, one of the greatest lessons that I learned. Um, in that trip to Mombasa and living there was actually um, a lesson from my father who um, made that transition for us. He used to come every two weeks mm-hmm. um, because the business was, you know, his business was here. Um, but my mother and my younger brothers were all relocated. And uh, what that indirectly and directly, and as you progress through life, all these experiences shape who you are and they're, they're you know, part of your um, code. Um, but what I saw was that devotion to you know your your, your parents, your mother, your family, um, and the and the, the willingness and need to make whatever changes are necessary, even if you're uprooting your kids and your family and saying like you go over there, I'm going to be a part. You know, um, anybody who knows me personally or even sees me through social media will see how close I am to my children. Um, so the idea of not seeing them for a couple of weeks or three weeks, four weeks at a time, and doing that. For a greater cause and a greater, a greater cause and a greater purpose, um, are things that you learn. You may not identify its value at that point in your childhood. Um, aside from that phenomenal time, some of my best friends we made there. What a country! What an amazing place! What you know, culture, brilliant. So post that, came back to the UK, um, went to school. Uh, I didn't actually do university, but I went, hopped around a few unis and uh, met a few different people and people who are still friends now. Um, and then just to kind of uh, interrupt you there so uh, so you meant you touched upon university um so you you applied and you got into universities yeah, I, mean, I, got, I got into university i didn't want to go i told my parents it wasn't for me as mm-hmm. you know i'm entrepreneurial at that time it wasn't something that and this wanted. is like kind of in the 90s late 90s yeah, this is late 90s yeah. so, so this, this is kind exactly of 99 right so, okay so at that point you know my parents uh even though my dad's you know uh you know, in, in, in the trade, in business, um, uh, I think the culture and, and the information available to people around at that time was driving people to be, you know, be a doctor, mm-hmm. be a lawyer, educate yourself, you must go to university, etc. People weren't really aware of what was just imminently about to happen, whether it was going to be this drastic change in how the world works and technology and so on and so forth. Um, so it was after about a year of me basically convincing my parents that, look, I'm not an academic, I never have been, it's not my passion. Let me pursue what I need to do and I'll prove that if I'm allowed to pursue my passion that I will give it 110%. I will graft, I will work hard and and I will make it happen. So basically that's fast-tracking how I then walked into the world of business and I distinctively remember the conversation I sat with my dad uh, in his office and I said, Dad, look, I don't really want to do university and we kind of came to some sort of agreement kind of blanked it a little bit that I do part-time uni, part-time um, business. What, what course um, was it that you so, think? I, I can't remember. <laughs> something probably business related or something like that. Um, but the long and short of it is uh, I then bought my first property which happened to be like two streets down the road from where my dad's office was. Um, 
And yeah, that, you know, and it, and it started from there. So, so, so you kind of left university after convincing your parents, I look, I, I want to be a businessman. Yeah. Right. I want to be an entrepreneur. <coughs> I don't want to work for anybody else. And I don't want to study to, to then work for somebody else either. Yeah. What was it that kind of get, is that something that was born into? Do you think that you've never really wanted to work for someone else or you've just always wanted to kind of do your own thing? What, what was, what's kind of the, the driving factor for that decision? So I think there's something really important that you've highlighted there. It's never been about not working for someone else. And I, and I feel that there's a lot of, um, I don't, I don't see a positive context of, uh, in this kind of idea of, of not working for someone else. Um, business, whatever type of work you do, anything you do, is all about um, collaboration with other people, working with other people in one capacity or the other. Mm-hmm. So not having this ability to be able to take orders or cooperate with someone or listen to someone or, or fit in somewhere where it's necessary or play part of a team. You know, this need to be, you know, independent. I'm not saying that it's not a good thing. I'm also saying that you can you can take that too far. So I think it's a very important message for younger people to to not be like, oh, you know, you sometimes hear these motivational videos like, you know, you know, you're going to take your orders from someone else. Mm. Sometimes you take, I take my orders from God every day. You know, mm. like you sometimes you have to take your orders from your parents, people, whatever. It's, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. You may sometimes compromise your potential, your ability, um, and, and, and what you're good at and your journey by having this preset mindset that, no, 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 I can't work for anybody else. It was never about that. I just was naturally entrepreneurial. Okay. Uh, my grandmother would tell stories of how they used to give all the kids money and the kids would go and buy sweets, right? And I knew the kids wouldn't eat all their sweets. So I'd have their leftovers. Um, and I'd save the notes and then I'd get bigger notes, right? So I'd say, I've got all this one, I want this one. And she'd just say that he was always like that. He used to love money, he used to love saving, he used to do all these things. So in the reality was that it wasn't driven by anything other than my own desires, right? Mm-hmm. So what what did I want? What I what did I feel most excited about? So it wasn't the, you know, the, in any in any way, shape, or form, like I said, about the capacity of not working for someone else. It was doing things that I felt passionate about. Okay. So if I felt passionate about being a software engineer mm-hmm. or being a, a pilot or being whatever, then I would have pursued that, right? I just felt passionate about training, right? And it wasn't driven by anything. It wasn't driven by the context of um, making money and, you know, I want to be richer than this person, that person. And the, and the reason why I emphasize this again is because a lot of, you know, especially younger people watching this, um, if you go and see the number twos, threes, fours in some of the big companies that are out there. But these guys make most entrepreneurs look broke. And I'm talking big entrepreneurs because these guys are killing it, Mm. right? These guys are making mad money, right? So um, you don't always have to be that number one. You don't, it's very important for us to identify what drives us, Mm -hmm. where we feel we can add value, what we think suits us, and what our own personal lifestyle goals are, right? I have a friend of mine, you know, he technically retired probably at the age of 28, right? I remember pushing him all the time saying, you know, buy some property, buy some property, invest in property. And, um, you know, he bought a load of property and then he'd buy a bit more and buy a bit more. And he's got this rental property now and he's like, I've got enough. And I'd keep pushing him and, you know, and, and go, oh, buy more and do this and do that. And he'd be like, look, I like this life, mm-hmm. man. I like waking up at this time. I like doing this. I like doing that and doing the other. And I couldn't get it because my engine was supercharged. Yeah. And I would go, oh, you know, whatever, let's go. Um, and now I resonate with that. I get it. I understand. No, look, you have to live the life that you feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. that you feel happy about. And actually, one thing that I admire about him um, is he isn't influenced. So his choices are not influenced. You know, he doesn't buy something because 
somebody else is buying it, buy this watch because this person's wearing it, buy this car because that person's mm-hmm. doing it, you know, this person's going to think this. Um, it's very much about his own personal desires. So, yeah, my base, that, that's ultimately my, my fast-track childhood. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and then I essentially embarked on, in the world of, 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 of business or entrepreneurship or whatever you want to call it. Um, I wouldn't even say entrepreneurship at the beginning um, because in the beginning I was buying and renovating property. Mm-hmm. Um, I started getting a little bit entrepreneurial maybe years down the line when I started being a bit, started offering certain types of property. We used to develop certain types of property, but um, you know that, that, that's basically it. So just something that you said there, which is quite interesting. So you've made a distinction between um, almost two phases of that, that little segment of your life there, which is one kind of startup and generating the income, getting things going, um, creating kind of that stability in your life. Um, and then at that point, you've kind of separated that and said, then I was more entrepreneurial from an innovation perspective. So is that the kind of hand in hand between how you would define an entrepreneur and a businessman, for example? So, yeah, I mean, look, operating a business is operating a business, right? So, you know, if I buy a existing dry cleaning business, right? I'm not an entrepreneur, right? I'm an operator. I mm-hmm. operate a business. I work in that business. Um, entrepreneurship is for me something much, much more. It's not a label you can, you know, it's, it's a label easily thrown around. You can call yourself an entrepreneur now. Uh, you can't call yourself a doctor. Um, but I feel that entrepreneurship is, is much deeper. And I've mm-hmm. gone about this for a long, long time. I'm talking about this is my opinion, this yeah. is my own experience. When I was initially, in, when I started out in business in the beginning, I was driven by this idea that I, like the idea of doing things to make money, right? I don't like the idea of studying uh, to qualify for anything that I don't want to be and then going and fixing engines or doing whatever it is that my qualification leads me to do. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of hustling. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of, of buying and selling and doing that sort of stuff, right? So um, that was the initial drive. It was only later that when I started to think about, oh, well, I'm going to start buying these types of sites and then I'm going to convert them for and, and create higher quality, better value, first time buyer homes. So then I thought, okay, there I'm being a little bit more uh, entrepreneurial there by adding value, by the purpose or the intent is to improve people's lifestyles, mm-hmm. um, add value. Uh, and then from that point forward, then I think it just became, then it did become very much about that. Identifying uh, needs, identifying what people want, mm-hmm. ways you can improve people's lives, ways that you can utilize technology and move with move with the the trends ultimately to serve people entrepreneurship is serving people for me right um i I believe my entire purpose is to serve people and entrepreneurship is one of those ways in which i can do that and so this you know for me when i see an on when i see somebody claiming to be or i meet someone claiming to be an entrepreneur i really want to understand what it is they're doing to help people that could be in different capacities and it could be like you know, the business they operate is helping people um, or, you know or, or um, they've added some value or they create some unique unique thing um, or through that vehicle the cash they have the exposure they have the network they have they're using that to benefit other people and help people's lives um, you know help improve people's lives so that's kind of how I, how I view it no that's really cool so and I think moving forward so from the property business it, it kind of looked like when, when I was going through your, your kind of uh, portfolio of companies, what's very apparent to me is you see issues and problems within what you're doing and then 
that drives things forward. Newstone, for example, again, you know, you've gone from property and now you moved into this trade as well, which is yeah. kind of, there's an overlap there. So, and then from there, foodery, uh, yeah. you know, in terms of your dietary requirements. So sure. that's what I can really see about yourself is that, you know, if there's something that you've spotted and identified, again, you know, kind of in the path of where you're going, in the direction of where you're going, yeah. there's a little stumbling block in the way. Yeah. You're not going to go around that. Sure. You're going to tackle that straight on. You're going to pick it up. 100%. And then you're going to fix the situation so that people yeah. behind you and follow you can then also get an easier path to where they need to get to. 100%. Yeah. So actually, so every one of my, uh, my entire entrepreneurial journey and every one of my projects uh, are interlinked. So Newstone came about from me renovating um, and developing um, brownfield buildings. Um, and one of the stipulations on one of the projects was that we had to have a um, reclaimed stone alternative. Um, when I tried to source this product, I found there was a little bit of an issue with the way people were offering prices and you'd call up and someone give you one price and you'd another price and so on. So, um, and I saw that online was becoming a thing and you couldn't really get these products online. You couldn't do it in a simple fashion like you could buy some shoes, you could, like you could in the fashion mm-hmm. industry. So um, I saw there was a clear thing there that needed to be addressed. You need to simplify the process of buying heavy building products online and delivering them direct. So through that process, we then identified numerous little niches that we could, you know, we developed various different projects in the online retail space um, that were doing the same thing in principle, supplying uh, products that people wanted at an affordable price with quick and easy ordering, quick and simple delivery. Um, and then through that process of working and learning about different things, so you you know, when you're running an e-commerce business, you start learning about e-commerce, you start learning about branding, you start learning about marketing, you start learning about all these different processes. But then funny enough, through that journey, um, you I also started to become aware of my own needs as an entrepreneur, as a human being, um, health, well-being, performance. So what happened is as you get older, um, you know, you're thinking, wait a minute, I could do that. I could stay up till I'm feeling now I'm knackered, you know. So you then start looking at these sort of areas. And then what actually happened through that was I, so through my own lifestyle, so I start to try and improve my own health and well-being so I could operate and perform better in business. Through that process, I ended up getting a coach. The coach started teaching me about the calorie intake that we have and having set calorie intake for the day. And I used to use this app called My Fitness Pal. And whenever I put in Desi food in the Fitness Pal app, basically crash, go red and everything. It'd be like, you know, salt's gone over the moon, saturated fats has just gone out of control, right? So I was like, this is something bad here. I love having our Desi food. I like having a bit of samosa. I like the flavors, whatever. Uh-huh. And this is where Gormosa came about. Okay. So Gormosa was the first um, food brand that I created. And it was very much about taking the best elements of Desi food, which mm-hmm. actually, when you look at our food, is jam-packed with superfoods, with beneficial spices, turmeric, things like that, um, that are really, really good for you. But the cooking and the process of preparing the food is a bit old school and could be improved. Um, And so then through that, it was kind of, okay, so let's create a product that I want to consume that I think people can benefit from. Mm -hmm. And Gomez has got a lot of traction and it is actually a a brand that we will bring back. Um, It's off the shelves temporarily at the moment, but the long and short story what's going on there best not talk about it but the the point is that um we you know i created something and then I, well, as i was in the food space mm-hmm. i was like wait a minute i'm going past the supermarket shelves and there's no quality ready meals mm-hmm. that i can eat as a consumer you know i'm not a millennial but as a modern day muslim consumer what can you know i haven't got any decent i've got jerk chicken and you know, whatever, <laughs> right? so 
So then we uh, we created Foodery, um, and it's amazing because so if 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 I just fast track to mm-hmm. even where we are now, we talk about other little elements in between. Through the process of launching the Gomosa brand, mm. I was keen to find a new type of agency, new types of creatives to support me with this project because of, over the years previous. I'd worked with so many different agencies, over-promising, under-delivering, mm-hmm. you know, telling me to do this, overpriced, whatever. Um, and subhanAllah, I ended up finding um, a group of designers uh, um, through a website, mm-hmm. right? And then a portfolio on the website. They wrote about this actually in our, in, in, in our blog, but they, um, that they didn't um, remember they even had this on, on there. And I sent them this one-line email saying, you know, because I was contacting various people whose portfolios mm-hmm. I liked and I saw their portfolio, I liked their work, I thought, you know what, this is kind of what I'm looking for. Um, what's amazing is that that business we've now developed and expanded and it's become a whole entity in itself that came from me going and visiting these guys in Portugal saying that like, I've got this project, we start working together, I'm like, you lot are amazing, we need to, you need to work on more of my projects mm-hmm. and then we ended up building this team and, and, and you know, buying our office out there and so on and then long and short of it is we uh, I was like wait a minute we need to share this service with the world right? mm-hmm. you know there's other companies that could really benefit from having real entrepreneurial experience we're not just a design agency or, or, or an e-commerce business or an app development business we operate businesses ourselves there's a lot of value we can give to uh, other organisations so now we have great clients like Nokia and other people like that wow so that was that the business model that you entered into is that something that you kind of formed it into they formed bro okay. so they, they were literally a very small uh, agency of like two people really um, that were you know design focused and me coming in and just injecting a bit of pre-graft into, <laughs> into, the, into, the, into the whole system uh, we've, we've you know we've, we've from like amazing people you know um, can't I can't you know I can't even go on about how you know people are with the right mindset with the right kind of energy um, with the right attitude towards work, towards relationships, towards teamwork, how much you can achieve. So there's a phenomenal team we have out there. It's like, you know, they're like family. I was literally, um, Philippe, who's my partner out there, uh, at his uh, wedding, I was his best man. Mm, so, wow. you know, that's how close we are as, 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 a, as a team, it's family. And so that business has come out of us working on our internal projects. And then, so that business has now two real core uses. One is that we work with clients. Mm. Um, and the other one is that we work on our own brands and use it as a vehicle to invest in brands. So now that if I want to invest in a company, most companies when they're raising money nowadays need money for marketing exercises, development of e-commerce, mm-hmm. apps, whatever, because um, we have that ability to do all of that in-house and we've, you know, we can accelerate uh, growth and we can, we can, you know, and that's why a lot of people see the projects that I deliver. Part of it is because I'm supercharged as a person anyway, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of the projects we did were people like, wow, like that, that everything seems to happen super quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I always say, and I emphasize this even on my social media, is that you need to have direction, you need to know where you're going, and then it's about speed. Mm-hmm. So don't just run everywhere all over the place. Find out where exactly you need to be and where you want to go. And that's not just, oh, yeah, this looks like a good idea, let's just go and do this. You know, be clear about what it is you want to do. You know, you, you make an assessment, you, you're, you're, you've clarified exactly what it is the destination that you need to reach and why. And then boom, you go. And so um, through uh, the experience we had, you know, developing the food brands, we ended up creating this other business out of that as well, 
which alhamdulillah has now become an amazing business. And, um, and what's amazing out of that is that through all the processes that I learned of dealing with supermarkets and dealing with big retailers and all the rest of it, I learned a lot of things that through all the different projects that I've run that made me understand other opportunities and other ways uh, things could be done mm -hmm. in the fitness space. So um, that's kind of where we're up to now. And of course, I still run all of my projects. So even sometimes, occasionally, look, the world of business is not a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. It is not glamorous. It is tough. It is hard. Um, and it is something that people need to understand. Um, you know, the, 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 the vast majority of businesses fail. I think four out of five businesses fail, even the one that survives X amount of years later, so many of those fail as well. Um, so business is not glamorous in any way. It requires a lot of hard work, a lot of grit, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of dedication. Um, and not everything goes the way you want. But even when things don't go the way you want, you know, literally, mm. I walked into the um, main area reception and uh, on the board, it says, you win sometimes and sometimes you learn, right? You don't lose, you know? So um, we learn, we improve, and that's the whole objective. I always emphasize that, you know, it's very important for us to identify the lessons in every situation that we have, right? Um, I always, again, make a point about don't argue with life. Don't argue with what's in front of you. Try to cooperate with what's in front of you and understand where are you supposed to go, right? That you don't like this particular situation, that's absolutely fine. But you need to understand whether, you know, whether you're being moved in a direction that's better for you, whether you need to face those challenges, whether you need to accept those realities, mm -hmm. and whether you need to readjust and realign your thoughts or your, your ideas. Um, and so being real and honest about yourself and about life is the first step to getting to achieving anything that you want to achieve. Absolutely, absolutely. Before we go on to um, graftism yeah. and kind of where you're at at the moment, I just wanted to ask, because you mentioned uh, kind of two situations, two projects that you've worked on where you've worked with business partners. Yeah. So you've collaborated with other entrepreneurs, other founders to start businesses. I think one of the uh, very easy thing that people tend to do is they'll hear an idea and say, hey, yeah, let's do this together. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then there's no real motion. One person is carrying the burden sure. while the other one is probably just, you know, waving a fan, yeah, right? Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. That can tend to happen where there's an imbalance of, uh, work uh, being done uh, and also direction. What's your approach to partnerships within business? Sure. So um, I actually haven't had many partnerships uh, at all really until uh, very recent times. And what um, my approach was, so I always used to do everything alone. And, and when people ask me if you could go back and do something differently, one of the things that I would have done differently is I would have spent more time around people it, with experience in the areas that I uh, needed to, you know, to, to, I needed information uh, about that specific area or that industry, or there were lessons I could take and learn from those uh, individuals. Um, I was always in my own little shell. So I always advise all this kind of hype. Again, I was mentioning this to you on the way when mm -hmm. we walked in. All of this hype around reading these words and saying, oh, gratitude and mentor and I need a mentor and all this, all this nonsense. It's, it's, it's all great, right? But it, it, it doesn't mean anything unless you understand the, the core purpose of that thing. So again, if you want a mentor, like I'll give you an example. If I need a mentor, what do I need a mentor for, right? 
am I trying to improve myself, enhance myself spiritually, right? So I need a certain specific person to mentor me in that area. Mm-hmm. Do I want to learn about business? But what business? Mm-hmm. Well, you can sit me and the 10 successful entrepreneurs will all have had different industry experience, different uh, views, different uh, lessons to share, um, all of which may be absolutely useless to mm-hmm. the person who's on his journey who needs just this bit of information to take the next step, right? So what I, though, what I then realized was I can't do everything mm-hmm. on my own and I can't be the best at everything mm-hmm. and I can't uh, do all of these things. So my, my approach to partnerships is very strategic and very precise. Mm-hmm. It's very much about what value that person can bring to that equation. Can that engine run without that person? And is everybody contributing what needs to be contributed? I'm not that guy who's like, oh, hello, mate, let's just you know do a business together. No, it's strategic. For example, if you take the company in Portugal, my partner in Portugal, he is essentially the guy who understands the products and the services that we develop and that we offer. And he also understands the way that we um, need to, uh, you know, operate and scale how that's going to happen and he ultimately understands the services that we and the products that we create i at the other end am the person that essentially opens doors and steers other elements of the business in 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 a direction for example i may bring on board x clients that we have i may identify opportunities that we need to target i may identify investment opportunities that we want to target Um, so that's just simplifying it but then again, it's also very important to have that like-mindedness and to have that um, uh, commonality and that understanding and that energy that works together. And as an example of this, you know, in an area of a business where I am the person with the expertise or the other person is with the expertise, if you know interior design, right, and I have no experience in interior design, why am I going to be in its ego if I'm going to go, no, bro, I think that light should be that, oh, that mm-hmm. yeah, I've spent 10 years 20 years or whatever in this particular space. Don't disrupt the motion, mm-hmm. right? So if you, to narrow it down, people who add value, let me give you a prime example. You have this microphone, you have this stand. Mm-hmm. They need to lock together. Mm-hmm. There is no reason for there to be two microphones or no reason for there to be just a microphone and you know, whatever. So they have, it has to link. There has to be ego-free zone. Everybody has to be on the same mission. And I have to be able to be family with people, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I'm about people. My, I love people. I love positive relationships, positive energy. Um, I, I, I'm not someone that can handle being in a any type of relationship, whether it's commercial, whether it's friendship, whatever, where you're surrounded by people who are egotistical or greedy or self-centered or turn the stab you in the back. Um, you don't understand these things until you get some experience, but ultimately you can be aware of these things much earlier if you're paying attention to the things that, that count, right? Mm. As an example, if I'm just desperate to do something wrong, I couldn't really care any less, and I'm going to get involved in all sorts of situations, not just in business. So um, I look at key things. What value is everyone bringing to the table? Does this person bring any value that allows me to do something that I couldn't do alone? Mm-hmm. Does he have knowledge and information and skills that I don't have, and vice versa? And also, um, who are they as a person? And that probably comes before you know, um, you know, manners, values, character, yeah. you know, those sort of things come before. So, but partnerships in business have to be about that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what are you 
doing it for, right? You know, two people having an idea. Fair enough. If someone comes in with money, then you're not partners; they're an investor. Mm-hmm. Let them act in an investment capacity. I've given you the money; you crack on and do the job. Yeah. Um, but that's very important for people to kind of get their heads around in what capacity are you working with someone, mm-hmm. and try to keep it in that capacity, right? Because otherwise, you know, chefs in the kitchen, and this guy's never cooked anything in his life, but he's like throw a bit of chili sauce in there, bro, and you know, it doesn't make sense. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so basically, what you're saying is. Roles and responsibilities need to be understood from that from the get go. Sure. But beyond roles and responsibilities, what is the culture between the two people? Absolutely. How are the minds meeting? Yeah. And if there's a good positive kind of meeting of minds, that's what's going to help sure. drive the business forward. Hundred percent, exactly. So, just as an example, when you know, if you take the business in Portugal, you know, there's a small two man team. We've now probably got. 20 to 30 different people working in different in different capacities on different projects. You know, they were in an incubator office. We now bought our own building over there. They they are working wow. on um, projects for clients like Nokia and, and banks and other people like that. So if that wasn't the right chemistry, mm-hmm. the right people coming together with the right skill sets, with the right vision, um, in the different areas they had that value, then that would never have been possible. Right, um, and so all of the projects that I that whenever I look at other people, and whether it's somebody that's going to be employed, or whether it's someone that we're going to collaborate with or partner with, this is sort of the way I look at things going forward. It's just got to be very clear on what value are we adding, man. Like what what value is that individual bringing to the table? You know, just having a couple of mates going, oh, let's go into a business together. You know, this is where you have those problems, where you have those misunderstandings. I don't have any misunderstandings because I know what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's your role, right? Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm supposed to do. And it needs both entities to deliver their results, to deliver the results to get the result. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's basically it. So absolutely. So I want to talk about um now kind of where we are now. Sure. Um like I said, I, I started following you um back in October 2017. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that was kind of the first wave where you were kind of really pushing yourself out there on the social media side. Um and you know, I remember what I remember about that was, I was actually, I remember quite clearly actually, because I was in Dubai when I when I saw it and uh, I, I I saw your post and I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Is this, is this just going to be another one of these, you know, someone selling a course or, you know, whatever. And, and like you were saying earlier, you know, you get so many people that just talk about, you know, you just got to have gratitude and, you know, you just got to, you know, believe in yeah, it and, exactly you know, and, uh, and I was thinking, okay, is this going to be another one? And when I was looking at your posts, the first thing that struck me was, okay, quality content, right? The way that the graphics are done, the way that you know, everything's presented and laid out, this is quality. So that was kind of the first thing that I saw. And as I was, you know, over the, the next few days when I was reading your posts and stuff, what really struck me was that, hey, these aren't just things that he's taken from other people. Like, you know, there's so many of the same quotes that I see all the time. Um so that's what, what kind of really attracted me to, to, to follow you and, and, and kind of that's what was inspiring me was the fact that your advice was very real, very raw, and you could tell that it was from your own experience rather than, uh, you know, what someone has said online and then it's just been recycled a million times. You mentioned uh, earlier again that, um, you know, your health is something that is of massive importance to you now and is a massive focus to you now. Of course, health is important to everybody, but not everybody prioritizes their health um, as their number one. Um, 
<laughs> like I said to you, uh, whenever there's something that's in your path, sure. it seems that you just grab that thing and you run with it. Yeah. So you've, you've gone from growing up, you know, you've moved to, from Doncaster to Kenya, Mombasa, uh, and now you come back to the UK, you've gone into university. That wasn't really what you were kind of feeling. It wasn't really what you wanted to do with your life. Um, you started, you know, a property business. One thing led to another, and then you grew that to a point where actually you were able to then use those resources to fund something which was a problem for you in the first place in the trading uh, industry. And then fast forward from that, now you're looking at your kind of your dietary requirements, your lifestyle. And I can see this kind of progression and this growth that you're having. And it, it sounds like to me, and, and you know, feel free to, to disagree, but it sounds like the the more you kind of move forward in time, the more you're realizing who you are. That's what it sounds like to me, is you're understanding yourself better and you're taking, and again, this is one of those cliche lines online, but you are genuinely taking huge amounts of action to solve these problems in your own life, which then has a ripple effect on the people around you or the people that interact with you. So 2018, I think it was when you started up Graftism. So talk to me a little bit about kind of 2017 when you launched a social media platform to, you know, where Graftism started and that period of time for you. Cool. So I mean, there's a lot of very important things that you touched on and, and just emphasizing the point that a lot of these quotes and these statements that you hear online, um, they have real meaning. Um, they just get diluted and thrown around yeah. and people don't understand its real value. Um, it's about taking um, the meanings of, of those quotes and, and, and those statements and trying to interpret how you implement that in your life and how you take real action on it. Um, so in terms of 2017, I had this vision that um, I need to uh, share my experiences in the best way I possibly can with the next generation, hoping that others will benefit from it, right? Um, our hadith tell us there are three things that will continue to be uh, beneficial to us post our demise. One is sadhkajariya, two is knowledge, three, the most weighty being your children, right? Even good human beings on earth. The second one's the one that I want to emphasize on. That is where we are now in this era where, wow, you can say something and it can reach someone in Canada, it can reach someone in Africa, it can reach whatever. Now, going back to the point, again, about the culture we're in and everything else, is that ultimately we have to look at things from an intention perspective, right? If I want to go online and be the motivator because I want everyone to gas me and, and you know, make me feel like I'm something special and all the rest of it, well, all underlying, I'm never going to feel content and happy. You never will mm-hmm. because the, the, the source isn't real. It's not sincere, mm-hmm. right? You know, the applaud you're getting is not a real applaud mm-hmm. because it's not something you did. It's something you're, you know, you're orchestrating to, to be popular or to feel popular. Popularity has no value, right? Um, so... Going back to 2017, I decided I wanted to embark on um, valuable content creation to share positive experiences and knowledge. I felt there was a lack of role models within our community that people could resonate with, who were real, considering that, you know, I'm 40 in, I don't know, maybe six months or whatever. So, so 
being able to resonate with someone to say, okay, like he doesn't feel like an uncle G, even though I'm probably an uncle. Some kid called me uncle and Jim did that. And then I realized, you know what, actually, bloody hell, I am an uncle, probably. So the point is that um, the long and short of it is uh, we, um, you know, we need to have people that our, our youngsters can resonate with, mm-hmm. right? So um, I'm not, I'm far from perfect, but if I can promote positive relationships with your children mm-hmm. if I can promote hard work um, you know again everything that I take comes from our faith and you know our narrations tell us that working hard and earning a, a halal living is one of the best forms of worship right and we're ultimately here to worship Allah in all the different forms that we can so hard work is something to encourage hard work is something to promote to youngsters especially in the society where we have this instant gratification mm-hmm. shortcuts all the rest of it um, so uh, that was my motive and I started to produce content um, but then what I realized and this is the kind of person I am I'm actually very very uh, I try to keep it real mm-hmm. right and be real with myself um, I felt that there were certain tweaks and improvements I need to make so I don't like to be look we're, we're all human we make mistakes I can do something now and cock up 10 minutes mm-hmm. later and you know whatever but if you're spending as much of your time as possible being conscious about what you're doing, then I realized actually in 2017 that there were improvements I needed to make within my own life. Mm-hmm. Tweaks that I need to make, changes I need to make. If I was going to come out publicly and try to share value, then I couldn't be not optimizing, be optimizing myself in all the areas that mattered, right? So if I underline knew I had health conditions and I did, so could go back to 2015, 16, 17, uh, 2015 I got very sick and that was just from overworking bad diet not sleeping enough etc and just running the body to its its limit I started to make changes over those couple of years but I actually realised in 2017 that I needed to make some serious changes mm-hmm. you know work wise readjusting the way I took on work I always used to try and take everything on myself start investing in better people start investing in better relationships this is where partnership type of thing came about mm-hmm. where I need to be smart I don't need to be the dog just Going at it 24-7, grafting is absolutely fine, but you've got to be smart. Um, so I decided to take a step back. I wanted to go through some improvements and self-development of my own, which is crazy, bro, because if you imagine that I'm a father, I have a teenage child, you know, I've run businesses for 20 years. I've seen a fair few mm-hmm. things, yet I meet youngsters who seem to know it all, uh, and I'm a nearly 40 years of age saying no no no, I need to improve myself my mindset I need to change my habits Mm -hmm. I need to improve my health I need to whatever so what I've done is I've spent the last year or so on personal development I mentioned to you earlier I went for a comprehensive blood test checked where my body was at what improvements do I need to make what changes to eating what changes to sleeping Mm -hmm. what changes to things that I need to do I started making various other changes you know uh, digesting more positive information thinking about ways that I can become better and better. And this is the whole point. Um, My conquest is to find out ultimately what I can output, right? What can I give this world? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made every one of us with some purpose, right? Our biggest mistake is we spend all our lives looking elsewhere, not understanding that he's created power and purpose within us, right? And I'm just one of those people that I, I believe God. I believe in God and I believe that he has made that, he has given us that value. Mm-hmm. So it is not something to be arrogant about or whatever. This It's just to be grateful, man. It's like, you know, I'm sure God 
did not make me for no reason. I'm sure I didn't just come off a conveyor yeah. belt and that was it. I'm sure I'm supposed to do something here. I'm sure I'm supposed to add some sort of value, whether it is just being a good father or whether it's being a good friend or whatever. So I've done a lot. And so I would say that I'm probably back to 22 right now. <laughs> I'm probably doing all right health-wise. And um, mentally, I'm in the right place. And I feel like now is the time for me to um, start readdressing some of the um, objectives I had in a better way that I, I feel I can feel, even if nobody on the outside could see. You see, bro, everyone can blag. Nowadays, everyone's a millionaire on social media, yeah, but go and look at the statistics. No one's a flipping millionaire, right? You know, meaning there are, but you understand my point. Like, you know, it's, it's, you, we can all look a certain way and maybe most of the um, less informed people may fall for it, right? But I don't believe that you will ever really achieve sincere results without genuine commitment, genuine dedication, authenticity, and it being real, right? Mm-hmm. So if I want to promote positive lifestyle and living, right, but I go home and, you know, scream and shout and, and my whole family hates me and, you know, nobody, you know and, I, and I'm, you know, lazy and all the rest of it, then what, in what capacity or authority can I, blag is, you know, so much people may believe, but then it cracks Someone will catch you out. Mm-hmm. Someone will find something. You've got to be real. So um, fast-tracking to where we are now, I've spent a lot of time on improving some of the areas. Of course, we're going to keep improving. Mm-hmm. It's a constant journey. It's a constant quest to improve. And I emphasize this to everybody. Every day, we should be looking at our purpose. You see, bro, I don't. I look around me for inspiration. I look around me to extract positive things. And one thing I say to a lot of young people is if you are um, lucky enough to have access to Islam, then realize that most of the things that you need, right, all of the things, most of the things that you need in your day-to-day life are already there, you're just not paying attention. I'll give you an example of this, right? There's this new thing called 5AM Club that people are writing about, right? Bro, the 5AM Club (laughs) has been in Islam, right, from God knows how long. Get up in the morning, be up before everybody else, do some form of meditation, prepare yourself, get into the day in the right mindset and right mood. Yeah, this has been there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So we have we have all of these traditions. We're just looking in the wrong place. We've, we're searching for the wrong things, etc. So um, I feel now I'm in a position to do so. Um, if you were to talk, if I was to give you a very quick um, insight into my ultimate aspirations, my ultimate aspirations is to leave as much positivity and love um and, and share good experience with as many people as I can, mm-hmm. right? So I see entrepreneurship as a vehicle to be able to do that. Um, Graftism, where we are right now, um, Graftism is basically a brand concept that I thought of, which actually was not really even a brand, but more of a culture that when I was sitting down thinking, what can I do in mainstream business that will promote something that has positive value, right? Mm-hmm. So if we look at a lot of the stuff that happens today, it's all instant gratification, look rich, let's look perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of pressure. I felt like, how, how nice would it be to have a brand that championed hard work? So instead of you saying to me, bro, I already bought this Rolex, right? You should say to me, bro, I'm working really hard. I have this project. I'm, I'm just working hard. We know whatever's gonna come. Risk is gonna come what's meant for you, right? So. But what happens in this process of hard work is it you develop as a human being so many other positive qualities. Your character enhances in so many different ways just through the mo- 
notion of being a hard-working individual and the opposite is from someone who's lazy mm. or someone who is selfish or someone who is, you know, uh, ignorant or whatever, you know. So I felt like, look, so everyone's always, I've always used the word grafter. Everyone's always called me a grafter. And I sat there one day, I was like, graftism. This is going to be the culture of hard work and it's going to be something that people are going to associate with who have a belief in hard work and what hard work, um, the attributes and the behaviours that come from hard work, right? And so um, that was the original brand concept. And then, well, just plans things to happen in a certain way. The opportunity to open the first gym came about. As I said, you said, you said I just move because I believe, you know, this is where it's meant to go. Um, so the vision for graftism ultimately is a, as a, as a, as a, as a community, right? It, it, it's a brand to serve people. It's a brand to be focused on people and, and promoting positive values, positive work ethic, positive community behavior. Uh, one great thing about fitness, it's amazing. You, you know, you walk into the gym, sometimes I walk into the gym and I see people from all walks, all backgrounds, all colors, all faiths, whatever you might name. And in that environment where they have this commonality that's not, you know, not everybody's bodybuilding, not everybody, it's just this passion for, you know, when you go in the gym, you, you have to work hard, right? You've got to do a workout, right? And that culture pushes you even further. There's no one messing around. So, Graftism is my uh, my sort of message or, or attempt to um, encourage this type of activity, encourage more positive promotion of positive behavior, positive activity, positive culture, positive mindset. Um, and I'm saying this on camera now, but I would hope that we create one of the biggest um, fitness lifestyle brands in the world um, with with gyms around the world, with, with, with product around the world, um, but ultimately using that vehicle to promote an underlying message, which is um, something that people stand for. And this is the thing for me, like I, I look at a lot of brands that are out there and I'm like, what does the brand actually mean? Yeah, we've had this wave of influencer marketing and we've had this wave of different people consuming in different ways, but what does it mean? Mm. You know, where that thing, what does it mean? Who are, where does it stem from? What vision does it stem from? You know, and I feel like, you know, even when you wear something, it's got to, that's why most of the time I'm in unbranded clothes. I wear plain clothes, black joggers, black top, whatever. So, uh, you know, it's, um, but what you're wearing, you know, it, it, it represents something, you know, you, you're putting a stamp on yourself to say, you know, I represent this thing. And then sometimes when you look at it, you go, what am I even representing? What does it even mean? You know? So, um, so that's where we are now. So the next phase for graftism is we're launching the lifestyle side of the business. Mm -hmm. So we'll be launching the e-commerce site, be creating cool products what's exciting about graftism and the products is that they're developed in the gym so unlike a lot of products that are probably out there um, real people mm. in the gym are trialing and testing our products so if you take pre-graft for example yeah it's got a nice twist on its name and actually the truth is i work out i just feel is a bit soft so you know i like the word graft so i feel like us guys graft um so you know um the, the, the product though itself is created by people in the gym. Mm -hmm. They tried it, they tested it, the first batches came in, they were like, no, and, <laughs> you know, and we've, we've, um, we've improved it. And the same will happen going forward, that products that we develop, whether it's merchandise, accessories, mm -hmm. whatever it might be, um, you know, they'll be developed by real people that are real active weightlifters, you know, bodybuilders, people that want high performance products. Um, so, uh, and then, yeah, you know, as I said, we'll use, we'll use content creation, again, to spread positive messages. I always feel like you can do a lot um, with, um, you know, with, with, uh, with entrepreneurship mm -hmm. in a positive way. You can do a lot with it. 
Um, but it, but there's no shortcuts, right? You know, I'm 20 years in the game. You know, now understanding how to do one thing or the other. Still don't know most stuff anyway. But you know, you you learn. I think this is the key thing. If I was going to give any key bit of advice, is that you know, this is a, it's a long term thing, right? If you're willing to put in the time to sacrifice to not be you know, big and famous overnight and not have all the attention and not try to fit into every gap and not show that you've made it, mm -hmm. you'll actually make it. You know, it's one thing that happened in my own life is that I just faded out. I just knuckled down. One thing my dad always taught us was save, you know, save your money, save your money, um, spend within your means. And that's something that I pass on to everybody else. You know, you're not going to be able to achieve any of the things you want. Like even if you want to start a business, man, you need cash, mm. right? You know, you need money. So it's not that you'll accumulate money and just have loads and loads of money. You want to make moves, you're going to need money. And look, sometimes the projects aren't going to work out. Mm -hmm. So when they fail, you know, you need to be in a position to be able to get back up on your feet and roll again. So, um, yeah, man, that, that's where we are. I'm, I'm quite excited. My, you know, overall, alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to be better. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to improve and I want to be able to be a positive influence on the people around you know how they say your product to the five people around you um i don't go through my social media mm -hmm. right so i don't scroll through it a lot there's a handful of different people i may see what they're up to because i'm quite inspired by their journey mm -hmm. i'm quite inspired by by their, their their projects um but i don't spend time doing this because one is it's pollution mm -hmm. in most cases um i don't need to be and this is what i say again to a lot of young people look you know you don't realize what you're digesting mm -hmm. if you're sitting there looking at some guy making a fool out of himself and then someone else is just god knows acting like a model today and then the other whatever like the reality is what are you in digesting what what are you seeing um you know and i emphasize this even when i'm at home i say to my wife and, and children i say we need to create posit a positive environment all the time mm -hmm. we need to think positively we need to say positive things because this is, like you said, has that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. We have to be very careful about what we say and how we say it and, and how we deal with one another. And, and these are things that we don't take seriously because it all has a knock-on effect. You, you know, the things you talk about, you and I have a conversation now. You know, if in that conversation we talk a load of nonsense, I stress you out. You know, I may have talked a lot of nonsense to be fair, but Absolutely not. If, I, if, I, if I stress you out, if I burden you with problems, if I, if I, you know, I'm negative, if I backbite about people or whatever it might be, regardless of how strong or disciplined you believe you are, how fixed you think you are on your mission, I promise you, I'm going to have sidetracked you. I'm going to have moved you off track a little. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have slowed you down, whatever it's going to be. So it's very important for you to, as an individual, to be clear about your journey and understanding the things that will help fuel your journey and or will will limit you and impair your progress, mm -hmm. right? So um, this is where I'm at. I, I'm constantly going through that process of, is there anything that I'm doing, whether it's health-related, food-related? And people might think to themselves, you know, oh, this is like extra, you know, whatever, bro, I'll tell you this now. I've been through the processes where I've enjoyed the things that there are to enjoy. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a Ferrari or having this or having mm -hmm. the other. But I can tell you, bro, the feeling you have of happiness, success, euphoria, the best feeling you can mm -hmm. ever have above driving this or wearing this car, watch, whatever, is what you feel inside, mm -hmm. right? And when you feel good inside, I'm talking calm. You don't have brain fog. You don't have stomachache. You don't have, you're not lethargic. You know, you're not feeling moody or ups and, you know, we're going to have ups and downs as human beings. We can, we can, we can improve how often we have those ups and downs and how down we go and how up we go and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, 
um, you know, we have to be aware of these things. We have to be aware of, you know, ourselves and we have to be aware of taking care of ourselves, right? And, and, and I felt that. I wanted, you know, I'm, I know the feeling of feeling good, right? So I'm working towards that. And that, that's on a multitude of levels. Mm-hmm. You know, physically feeling good, it's amazing. You know, I never knew your, your gut is your second brain. People never even know these things that like your gut is your second brain. So ultimately, you eat, 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 eat this, you know, fried chicken and burgers and donuts and everything every single day. Uh, you know, it, it affects you. You know, so it's got to be impacting your brain. Whether you might not be able to think the best thoughts, you mm. might not be productive. You might not have. You might have had a, an amazing idea. So, um, going back to your point, if I was just to answer this question, bro, I believe that I have a purpose. Not because I'm special. Um, but I believe we're all special because I believe, alhamdulillah, Allah created us, right? We're here, we mm-hmm. have a life, we have a purpose. But that thing, that's the key thing, identifying that purpose. And when you identify that purpose, bro, you charge through life. Mm-hmm. And you really are careful, bro, about what's going to stop you from achieving your purpose. Because we have a limited time here. The only thing we're guaranteed is death. So I'm just working constantly on saying, right, you know, I hope... Anybody you meet that meet that knows me or has met me was that I was a positive guy. The reason why I'm positive is because I don't want to inflict any anything negative mm-hmm. on you or take anything negative from you myself. So even if there is some negativity, my positivity and my mindset deflects it. I don't want it in. Yeah. I can't take it in because I've got to do what I've got to do. The time is short. You know, I don't want to reach the end having looked back and thought, and no one created those obstacles for me. I created those obstacles for me. I opted to be in that situation. I opted to maintain those relationships and have those friends. I opted to get out of bed or not get into bed or get, you know, whatever, right? So these these are things that I think are very, um, very important. And just as a quick final look, because I don't know how much time we've, we've got left, but ultimately, if you were to ask me as an individual, because we come from a world and we're in a society and, and even in our culture as well, you know, materialism and wealth and, 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 and money and success and all these things are the driving force of you um, acknowledging someone's achievements, right? And we judge people um, in different ways according to, you know, I love it when someone's like, oh, you know, people ask you what you do so they can understand exactly what level of respect to give you. Um, you know, it was on someone's uh, uh, quote the other day. Um, I, I truly hope... Um, that I'm able to share with younger people coming up behind me that your status and your true success is something that is internal, right? It's in your head, it's in your heart, it's within you. And um, searching for it outside and searching for validation outside, you'll just go through this endless lost path journey, jungle, wilderness, whatever you want to call it. Um, so you have to search within yourself and you have to find that within yourself. And so so for me, where I'm at in my life is all these things that are going on, you know, they, they mean nothing in real context, right? You can have a hundred million, a billion, if you sat at a table by yourself mm. with no loved ones, unhappy, unhealthy, right? You know, it means nothing, right? Um, so the, the, the key objective for me and the key objective that I have that I want to promote is work hard, no problem. Make money, no problem. Know everything's place and make sure everything is in priority. 
I'll tell you a very quick story that I tell most people, especially youngsters when I go give a talk. In our era, we were raised, like everyone's raised, more so even now than ever, that, oh, you know, buying a supercar and having a Ferrari is going to be amazing and it's going to be the ultimate achievement as a guy. And we never had the internet, so we had posters on our walls of cars and whatnot. I remember buying my first Ferrari, went to a dealership in Southampton. Um, we bought the car. I remember looking at it thinking, oh, it looks nice. Drove the car out of the, the showroom and I was like expecting something to happen. And what I was expecting to happen was a feeling. I was expecting to have some sort of magical feeling. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with cars and I'm not saying I'm not a car. I'm not a car enthusiast, but I'm, like, I'm not saying I'm not a car fan or anything. Like, cars are okay, whatever. But I'm just trying to emphasize a point mm. as opposed to zoning in on cars are not nice or good or bad or whatever. Buy a car, no problem. But it's understanding why. the intention of yeah. the why, right? The why is very important. So um, drove the car to London and then drove the car home and then I couldn't sleep. So I got out of bed, went down to the garage, opened up the garage and I start talking to the car. And I'm like, do something. And the reason why I, I was saying that was I was trying to understand why I wasn't feeling this feeling of euphoria. Yes, the car was nice and it made noise, but I had my expectations had been built so high that it was, it, you know, it wasn't what I was expect, expecting. I wasn't uh, anticipating uh, for me to just have this feeling. If anything, I felt a bit stressed. I spent all this money on a car and then, you know, being the kind of person I am, you know. So long and short of it is, um, I realized that we have our priorities mixed up. And the reason we have our priorities mixed up is because we allow other people to influence and even dictate our life and our story. And the biggest problem is, is that our life and our story is individual, right? Um, the greatest thing for me about believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the fact that he must have, must have created me with a very, very specific mission, right? And that's my motivating force. Whether that mission encompasses a multitude of things, whether it is try and be the best father you can be, try and be a good um, you know, member of the community, work hard, give to people, help people. Um, I just just believe, man, that we all have this purpose. And this is why when I see a lot of young people and, I, and this device and this, this social media, when used in the wrong way, um, is literally just pulling people further and further away. There's all this anxiety and mental health issues that are coming around, uh, becoming more and more prevalent and, and, and problems that we are seeing. You know, people are just running away from what they are, you know. Bro, I, I, I tell people, practice some rituals. Even if you have to talk to yourself in the mirror, talk to yourself in the mirror. This isn't about arrogance or ego or pride. This is about you trying to ensure that you protect yourself from the pollution around you and that you are clear about your mission. Because the problem we have as individuals, and this is the thing that we, you know, we need to ask ourselves, and it's, I put this on my social media, so... Even just going into the point of social media, you'll notice mm. that I haven't posted much of myself. It's just been kind of putting stuff on that was, you know, that's written. Mm -hmm. If I read something, I'll share it or whatever. So, but the long and short of it is, um, I posted that if you analyze your life, be fair and analyze your life. Do you respect yourself? And if you don't respect yourself, then what action needs to be taken? And one of the primary reasons, bro, anybody doesn't respect anybody else, right, is when they're not acting right. And part of not acting right is not acting like yourself, right? So, you, you know, typically if you're not being yourself, it often results in you having adverse, unlikable qualities, right? When you don't behave like yourself, when you're natural and I feel like you're you and you're being yourself and you're comfortable and everything else, there's a feeling and a chemistry and a connection a person has. 
The minute you come in here and you're trying to show me that your arms are bigger than mine and that you know you're better looking and your beard's better and, and, and we've got this kind of tension. I going. think you've got me on all of those things, by the way. But the whole point is that, you know, do you get my point? We're trying to be something we're not. We're influenced by things we're not. Look, bro, I'm telling you, like, I am not massively driven by by buying fancy cars. I'm not saying that I don't like cars or whatever, but it's not my motive. Mm. So, bro, I have friends who make millions every year who don't have fancy cars, who don't have a fancy watch, right? So what I want to emphasize to people is that clearly those individuals know what it is they like. They're not spending any money. I'm not saying don't spend any money. What I'm saying is find out who you are. Mm. Be you. Give your version of your real self to the world. And that's how you will achieve. I know that God made me entrepreneurially. It's just the way I am. Even when I speak to a lot of young people, I say, don't all, you're not all going to be entrepreneurs. It's not for everyone. Forget all this, can someone become one, not become one, I'm not bothered about that. I'm just saying that not everybody's going to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone's going to meant to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone, you know, can mm -hmm. cut it, right? And it doesn't suit everyone. It's crazy. I met a guy on a trip once. He um, is in AI, right? And uh, I just was curious because I'd heard from other people that he's some, like, hotshot um, as to why he wouldn't do his own thing, right? So he's probably making big top end six figures close to seven or whatever but he probably could be making god knows what in in, in doing um his own thing and he said i've got the lifestyle i want you know he's got several kids he's young and i was like wow man i resonate with that now i resonate that we get dragged into and and we get dragged into it in a multitude of ways one is financially right so everyone's got to be rich and everyone's got to show that they've achieved this and they've bought this and they've done that they're the only killing themselves off right um putting themselves in debt, you know, and then on the other end, you've got these um, achievements that people want to, you know, show that I have this intellect. You know, go read books for two years. You'll have a load of it. Yeah. You'll have a load of wisdom. You'll have a load of knowledge. Go sit with people with experience. Go sit with people of knowledge. You'll learn, right? Then you have this perfectionism of the way we need to look, right? All of these things, where are they coming from, right? Where, where, are, they, where are they coming from? Bro, I've seen people, and I genuinely say this, like, and I just, you know, we're, we're going into this direction. I've seen people, and this is my opinion, who, who may not be aesthetically the way people would perceive beautiful, but my God, the most beautiful people in the world. They just make you, you cannot not feel attracted to these people. You cannot not feel good around these people, right? And on the other end of the spectrum, very, very beautiful people who, you know, don't make you feel nice, right? So I think going, getting to the clear point and cut of this is, You've got to be on a mission to find yourself, to protect yourself, and then ultimately be able to give the world the best version of what it is you can be. And that is not benchmarked by any means on wealth or financial achievements. If anything, well, we have hadith that tell us that everything over and above your requirements, you are simply a treasure for someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, and actually the funny thing is, bro, the more and more you go into, you know, we have all the motivational context speeches, everything there. We just happen to want to look everywhere else for it, right? Mm. But ultimately, when you look into what we have and the information we have available and the resources we have available that came 1,400 years ago is, is that you will find so much inspiration in your purpose. And I'll be, you know, I remember years and years ago, I said to someone, they're like, oh, what do you do? I said, I work for the Bank of God. Which I don't know what the Bank of God, what do you mean? And, and I said, well, you know, I, I, I'm an entrepreneur and, um, you know, alhamdulillah, I'm able to earn more than my, my needs. So I have this 
responsibility where I have to um, find projects and opportunities and ways to redistribute, whether it's the resources, the cash or, or the ex expertise or whatever it might be. So I work for the Bank of God and, and, and Corporation of God and some of it's finance and some of it's whatever. So um, I think this is the thing um, for us. We, we just, we need to be, we need to identify how much purpose we have. And the fact is that there is no way my heart can believe that we can be created with, we'll obviously be created with different capacities, different whatever. But, but, but when you maximize your own capacity, that's when you've achieved ultimate success. And you will never, you know, until the day we die, we'll always be improving, we'll never reach perfection, we'll always be trying. But, but if your conquest and your day-to-day -day conquest is based around, you know, close, getting closer, I'm a million miles away, but I feel that in recent years, I've got, I've, in some aspects of my life, I think it happened naturally. I think I was willing and it went along with it, but I've become more and more conscious of discovering what I'm, what am I supposed to do? What, where do I slot in? If there's this mm -hmm. thing, what shape is Azam and where does Azam fit in? Um, and that is what is making me feel motivated, driven, full of energy, uh, you know, and, and, and it's giving me that direction. And then every time I see some direction, like you said, I charge it. That's a lot. Azam, I really wish that we could spend even more time talking. Um, but I think we should end it here um, at that note. And I definitely think that there's so much more uh, to come. Um, so yeah, inshallah, I hope to see you on other platforms, other podcasts, because you've just got so much value to share, mashallah. And like I said at the beginning of this, I'm truly humbled. Uh, and again, that's not something that I'm just throwing away as a line. Genuinely very humble, someone that I followed for a couple of years. And uh, your mannerisms, the, the kind of respect that you showed to other people, everyone um, who I know who knows you as well has nothing but great things to say. So uh, guys, um, you know, make sure that you go over, you follow Azam's uh, Instagram, follow him on social media, uh, support the work that he's doing at Graftism. Um, just on that note, you, you want to build into this uh, global business. Um, is that being done through a franchise model? How are you doing that? Is there any people that, if they see this, yeah. they can get in touch with you about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, the, the part of the um, expansion will be um, through franchising. So um, we will potentially open up some other sites of our own, but we would like to have to, to give people the opportunity to um, invest. This is the other element of value adding: is that creating a business model that works. So. You know, when, when you take... Others can replicate yeah, that. So it's basically giving people the opportunity to invest in something mm. valuable, future-proof. Um, um, there is, there, you know, we've created a, quite a cool business model. We've enhanced the way typical um, bodybuilding-style gyms work and run. Um, so, yeah, it'd be great opportunities for a lot of people out there who, who are interested in fitness or interested in operating their own business, being part of a, a, growing, uh, a growing brand. So if anybody is looking to invest in a new area then absolutely sure i'll be happy to have a conversation awesome guys i hope you've enjoyed uh, today's episode this is something that i'm going to take away and value and tre uh, treasure for a very long time and uh yeah uh, azam once again thanks so much bro thank you and uh, hope to see you soon inshallah Assalamualaikum. thanks so much bro how did you find that? That was nice, bro. I just sometimes worry that I'm waffling on too much. No, man. Absolutely not. But 